Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I hate to break it. You're not the same as anyone here. But we can take it. We're shorter brown around a week. We're, I've got a feeling... You're wrong to something here. Live from the Penny Festival in Wales, that's what the Penny Shop presents Global Penny. The comedy panel shows are in you, the high five of the audience. And if you worry, trouble might be coming your way. I think that's what I heard the man say I've got a feeling we are gonna be okay Mark Hodge, everybody! Hello, I'm Tom Selinski and this is the comedy panel show that proves when it comes to podcasts, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Yes, I'm taking over from an absent Deborah Francis White for one I've only, and I'm afraid to tell you, I slept my way into this job. <laughs> but just in case you were worried that nepotism was the order of the day, please welcome four people who are here entirely on their own merits. On my left, playing for It's a Vibe, Yasmin Abdel Majid and Phil Jupitus. <laughs> And on my right, playing for pussy fans, please welcome Nat Letzima and Steve Alley. Okay, so panellists, I want to find out, first of all, what makes you diverse? Steve Alley, what makes you diverse? Firstly, I'm from Syria, and I actually thought I diverse in a unique way, that I have lived in, a, in makeshift camps, refugee camps, and makeshift shelters and stuff. I actually, I came here today, and I saw... You guys actually live the same because, uh, I mean, makeshift shelters and portaloos and all, you've got all, it, all of it going on. So I actually don't really diverse. Well, can I, should I <laughs> go? I think you're fine. Nat, let's see, what makes you diverse? Oh, um, my dad is Dutch Indonesian and my mum is from Watford and I am the spitting image of my mum, which is a bit of a shame. I did actually spit when I said spitting image. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to ask, why have you called your team pussy fans? A phrase I'm not going to have to say half a dozen times or more over the well, course of this recording? Well, that was the first reason, okay, because I wanted to make yes, you say that so yeah, many times. And enough. we did spend a lot of the train journey showing each other photos of our cats. Oh, oh you thought I was about to say vaginas, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> classy show, classy not say vaginas. Oh, I right. see, I see. And Yasmin, what makes you diverse? I only have two dresses. 
<laughs> that is two more than me. So I, well, I suppose I was born in a desert. I suppose that makes me diverse. I mean, not everyone's born in a desert. It's in, pretty, a, it's... in a hospital in a desert? Or just in, in a, a desert? <laughs> in a hospital in a desert. Oh, right. Yes, yes, yes. Fancy. I mean, yeah. Right. <laughs> I once fell asleep in a dessert. <laughs> I don't suppose that counts. I mean, it's pretty. It's only one S away, really. <laughs> Uh, Phil Jupitus, what makes you diverse? Well, mate, right, right, okay, straight, white, middle class. Oh, it's not looking good. But I am illegitimate and don't know what my real dad looked like. So I'm quite diverse because, um, although, right, apparently, so I've done a bit of investigating and um, turns out I'm half Irish and my great-grandfather fought in the West Cork Regiment at the GPO in 1916. So I'm ostensibly Irish revolutionary royalty, Tom. Fair enough. That's how diverse I am. Damn. <laughs> and I have two more people to introduce. Keeping on keeping it in the family, please welcome the progenitor of pedantry, standing in for his absent son. It's father of all fact checkers, Ivan Sedgwick. <laughs> and directing his fingers to bring forth music out of the machine, please welcome our maestro, Mark Hodge. <laughs> Ivan, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Tom. Have you had a global experience this week? Strangely, I have. I, too, like Phil, have been doing a bit of investigating into my family. And um, I discovered a number of things. One, that my grandfather, who I thought was called Harry, was in fact called Ronald, um, <laughs> which is a bit worrying. And I also discovered something I'd suspected, but I actually confirmed, which is I have some relations living in um, India, which um, mm. is quite exciting. Um, I haven't yet contacted them, but that will come. Right. So, now, when it's time for the scores, Mark's usually surviving. This week he may struggle for what else rhymes with Ivan. Mark, over to you. <laughs> yeah, do you know what? It's a relief to take a, take a break from all of the Ed rhymes, <laughs> which I have to sort of come up with. Okay, fine. It's actually Molly Malone Day in Dublin next week. And in honour of the fact that we're in Wales... Oh. Oh, oh I see what I've done wrong there. You know that. You're going to sing the second half of it to the following words. You're going to go, Oh, tell us, dear Ivan, oh, what are the scores? You do that? Oh, tell us, dear Ivan, oh, what are the scores? I don't think we've quite got that better there. I bet by the end of the show they'll have it done. Okay. It's quite sad, Mark. Just occasionally you do your intros where I'm just like, oh, where are my family overseas? <laughs> First up, it's our themed round. And as we are at the world's most prestigious literary festival, the theme is mechanical engineering. Just kidding, <laughs> it's books. All the teams get a chance to answer, but you get more points if you buzz in first with the correct answer. The hive mind gets a chance to answer after both teams of comedians have answered fingers on buzzers. Iceland publishes more books per capita than any other country. What time of year are most books published? Christmas and Eve. why? Christmas Eve and why? Uh, because in Iceland, near... Sorry, I know it's a comedy quiz, but I'm really competitive. <laughs> um, it's, uh, the thing in Iceland is on Christmas Eve, everyone gives books and they go home to curl up and enjoy their books together. Oh, God, if I'm wrong, this is very embarrassing. Okay. Uh, that was from Not Pussy from Fans. It's a vibe. Do you have an answer that you'd like to what, provide? What, remind me of that question again, Iceland Zinke. publishes more books per capita than any other country. Yeah. What time of year are most books published and why is this? When the trawlers get back in. 
<laughs> it's like it's principally a cod fishing economy, isn't it? Yeah. Aren't they five people? Five people. All of them are cod fishermen. Yeah. And they're all voracious readers. Okay, so we have some answers from the teams. Now we need some answers from you, the hive mind. Hive mind, Iceland publishes more books per capita than any other country. What time of year are most books published? Midsummer, I heard. Yeah. September. September. So, midsummer. September. I like the fact right. that you're very confident yeah. about that. Yeah. Yeah. That wasn't just Sarah September. Yeah. It was a September. September. <laughs> you should know this. Yeah, yeah really. Come on. Midsummer, do you have a guess about why? A big festival uh, in uh, a Scandinavian festival, but we're talking about Iceland. So. Uh, and September, do you have a theory about why that is? It's a sign that Christmas. Oh, Jesus. Oh, oh evil. Oh, 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 oh my September. Any other guesses, Hive Mind? Uh, the summer solstice. Isn't there? They're all buying into September now. Water lakes. <laughs> there are geysers in Iceland, yes. Yeah, where a lot of people go there for tourism. True. So maybe just before then, because they sell them to all these people who come for... Do you think a lot of tourists read Icelandic books? Any more guesses from the hive mind? Daylight savings. So when it switches over to daylight savings. Does okay. Iceland have that? I thought they just had a lot of because Iceland it goes completely dark. Yes, yeah, land of midnight so sun. They'd have to put the clocks back three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So hive mind, you have to vote for one of those. So if you think the answer is midsummer, buzz now. If the answer is September, buzz now. If you think it's when daylight savings time starts, buzz now. I mean, that could be September. You've gone for September. So I'll have to get a a ruling on this, I think, from Ivan. The answer is in the Christmas book Flood, which dates back to World War II when books were not rationed in Iceland, unlike most other goods. Ivan, can you tell us more? Well, that was basically the answer. Um, I can tell you that it's called the Jöleböckerflöd, which I think means the Yule Book Flood which means they are usually published in December, um, oh. so rather than September. I'd, so, I'd feel better if Ivan said you look at Berkeflood whilst holding a oh, chicken look- and wearing a chef's hat. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I asked for the chicken and the chef's hat. They were not delivered, but I've, I've got over it. Okay. Um, so so I'm going to award um, 10 points to... The Pussy fans. Um, he said the team name. Uh, <laughs> also, Nat, you look however, very pleased. However, you look, mm-hmm. But it's a grudging 10 because it, it, it was, they're exchanged on Christmas Eve, but obviously they have to be published, published earlier. just a little bit earlier. Maybe at the moment. September's livid. September's rational, but, but it doesn't quite make it. All right. What do Alice's Adventures in Wonderland, The Diary of Anne Frank, and Little Red Riding Hood all have in common? Pussy fans. They're all female lead characters of the story. Female leads. That was way better than what I was going to (laughs) say. What were you going to say, Yasmin? They're all available in hardback. Uh, yes. I, I mean, she's not wrong. Yeah? That's the she's not wrong. Uh, yes, that is true. I think we're looking for something a bit more niche than that. What? Oh, God. Sorry, I was about to say they were inspired by girls the author knew, but Anne Frank really did know herself. She did, quite yes. Quite well. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, oh um, uh, uh, the lead characters all hid. Mm. Alice was hiding did, from did her little family. Did hide? 
She hid from the wolf. No, she didn't hide very well. Phil, she didn't hide. <laughs> wearing a red cape. I'm yeah. looking into the I'm room in where the wolf bright, was. I'm in my red hiding cape. <laughs> she hid, did she hide the biscuits? Did she? <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm 55, and, <laughs> and I'm still hurting because I don't know my real dad. <laughs> Hive mind. What do Alice's Adventures of Wonderland, the Diary of Anne Frank, and Little Red Riding Hood all have in common? The colour red. The colour red. They all had to be quiet. <laughs> Any more? <laughs> They're about being stuck in a house he didn't want to be in. Okay. Any more? They're all about in their 12. Okay. All right. Hive mind. Is the answer they all feature the colour red? Buzz now? They're all about people who had to be. <laughs> Just the person who said it, but I like you sticking up for your answer. Uh, is it that uh, they all had to be quiet? Buzz now? Uh, they're about someone stuck in a house they didn't want to be, Buzz Now. They feature a central character who is 11 or 12, Buzz Now. I think you went for stuck in a house. Actually, the answer is they were all banned. Oh. All been subject to bans. Alice was banned in Hunan in China in the 1930s um, because it was thought that the um, personification of the animals was bad for social cohesion. Which um, suggests that veganism was not a big thing in, um, in China then. Anne Frank was banned for its sexual content as recently as 2010 in Virginia. Um, yeah, and Little Red Riding Hood banned in a couple of California school districts in the 1980s due to the child taking wine in the picnic. Um, but fine so, with the wolf eating her thing. No, 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 not bothered, not bothered, no. But, um, so, Alice um, in Wonderland, I mean, when you think about the diversity of uh, different animal life, you know, you've got turtles, you've got, uh, you know, Cheshire rabbits, cats. rabbits, all kinds of things, which in China is ostensibly a menu. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mock turtle, it's not a turtle. Oh! And this is a very, very good joke that nobody gets, which I'll now explain so that you can <laughs> discover for yourselves how funny it is. Would you like to come over to Pennsylvania? <laughs> <laughs> right, let me work my way up to there from this seat. People used to serve something called mock turtle soup, which was a very thin soup made from beef, uh, because they couldn't afford turtle. It was seen as a very exotic thing. And so the joke is, if there's something called mock turtle soup, there must be a thing called a mock turtle that you make mock turtle soup out of, and that's who Lewis Carroll is personifying. Mm. See? Hilarious. <laughs> no, Tom, one of now. my wishes in life is asking you something and you tell me I don't know. <laughs> yes, I feel the same about Ivan. <laughs> what did the writers Amantine Dupin from France, Marianne Evans from England, and Louisa M. Alcott from America all have to do in order to get published? It's a vibe. Uh, they had to use a pseudonym or a pen name. They had to use a pen name. And from Pussy Fans, they had to write. They please did ig- have please, to write. Please ignore Steve. That is technically gone correct. Mad. That's not our answer. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, they had say to the use French lady again. Amantine Dupin. Doesn't help. Um, <laughs> Did they all have to pretend to be men to get them published? Literally what I said. I feel like that's too... Did you say men or, or use different well, names? Well, I, like, I mean, if they use a different name, they're going to pick a man's name. I, because what's not... the point of making... Literally like, what you said then. Did they? <laughs> Did they have to say... Well, I love the way you said literally. <laughs> Did they have to send a brother along or someone like that to pretend to be them in a meeting? Which I know is is kind of what Yasmin's saying, but did they actually have to send a man along? To front for them. To front for them. We'll find out. Hive mind. What did the writers Amantine Dupin, Marianne Evans and Louisa M. Alcott have to do in order to get published? They had 
I have to do a reading for Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> I have to do a reading oh! for Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> Let's hope not. Ooh, dark. Uh, another dark. one, yes? I have to write what their editors told them to. Write what their editors told them to. Any more? They have to pay for it. They have to pay for it. <laughs> Steve just said, well, they're all women. <laughs> it's so glad I didn't let you answer that. <laughs> OK, so buzz for the one you think it is. If they have to read their work for Harvey Weinstein, buzz now. Oh, Lord. I love that you didn't even buzz for yourself. Like, I am back in that. I regret this immediately. Do they have to write what their editors told them to, buzz now? Or do they have to pay to get their own work published, buzz now? Uh, in fact, It's a Vibe had it right. They assumed men's names in order to get published. George Sand, George Eliot, and to get her horror stories published, A.M. Barnard. Can always depend on the patriarchy. Boop, boop. <laughs> <laughs> I have any more to add? Nothing to add. Then it's the end of the round. <laughs> Disappointingly for diversity, the hive mind has null point. Um, and the pussy fans and uh, it's a vibe both on ten. <laughs> When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The next round is everyone's favorite round. Idioms! In French, they say, you arrived like a dog in a bowling game. I have no idea what that means, but I think it will be fun to watch. More fun than bowling, anyway. What is the meaning of this foreign phrase, which we have literally translated into English? Fingers on buzzers. The Czech phrase, beyond seven mountain ranges, beyond seven rivers, is the equivalent of what? Once upon a time. Once upon a time. Oh, Steve, that feels very strong. Yeah. yeah. Do you have any thoughts? I usually sense you quite strongly, but... No, OK, yeah. It's a vibe? So it's in... It's 
Beyond seven beyond mountain seven ranges. Mountain beyond ranges, seven rivers. Beyond seven rivers. Turn left of the garage. <laughs> down the You'll find a donkey. It is the first instructions you get on every Czechoslovakian tatnav. <laughs> uh, hive mind, the Czech phrase, beyond seven mountain ranges, beyond seven rivers, is the equivalent of what? Somewhere over the rainbow. In a, in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> An impossible task. Oh. Any more? Yes? Crossing the Rubicon. <laughs> Over hill and yonder dale. That is a great phrase. I'm definitely using that. I'm How'd you get to Liverpool Street? That. <laughs> <laughs> and weirdly, shouldn't, it, shouldn't that be somewhere you go on the way to St Ives? <laughs> Not sure. <laughs> All right, I might have you to vote. If it is somewhere over the rainbow, buzz now. If it is a galaxy far, far away, buzz now. If it means it's an impossible task, buzz now. If it means crossing the Rubicon, buzz now. And oh, God. It's <laughs> the quietest silence I've ever heard. If it means over hill and yonder dale, buzz now. I think you went for it's an impossible task. Actually, pussy fans had it. It's once upon a time. Well done. It's similar to something I know, I mean, to be honest. The Arabic version of a fairy tale normally, we start by saying there was and there wasn't a long time ago. Just to be like, sure, maybe it didn't happen. So, therefore... What was it? Kanye yeah. McCann. Kanye McCann, that's what we how have cool to start stories. Kanye <laughs> McCann. My father used to begin fairy stories by saying, I'll do five minutes, but I'm very tired. Magical. <laughs> 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 My mum used to start fairy stories by saying, let me tell you about your father. <laughs> <laughs> Strong theme happening here. Strong theme. <laughs> Ivan, any more to add? I thought rather sweetly the equivalent ending in Czech stories is a bell rang and the tale comes to its end. Aww. Isn't that nice? I'm not sure I wouldn't have given it a vibe in a land far, far away if they buzzed first, but they didn't. Fair enough. <coughs> All right. In English, you turn over a new leaf. In French, you could also what? It's a vibe. Go around the corner. Okay, and almost as quick, pussy fans. You bring big plate, put ten types of cheese and drink champagne with it. <laughs> Bake a croissant. Almost certainly, yes. Do you have any thoughts, Phil? The French, so it's the, the French equivalent of turn over a new leaf? Yes. Turn over a new leaf. <laughs> Thank you, Inspector Clouseau. Is it something like pop on a new hat or pop on a new <laughs> pair of pantalons? I feel like a Frenchman would be like... All right, ready for a new day. Mm, your face uh, says I'm wrong. <laughs> we'll find out shortly. Hive mind. In English, you turn over a new leaf. In French, you can also what? Open a new bottle of wine. Open a new bottle of wine. <laughs> oh, okay. Turn the page. Turn the page. Oh. Anything oh, else? Yeah, very strong. Grow a new moustache. And grow a new moustache. Open it. Jesus. Any more, hive mind? Earn a new Renault. <laughs> Are there any French people in? It's very Evidently playful not. racism. Very playful. <laughs> what harm could possibly come? Uh, all right, I have mine. If the answer is a bottle of wine, uh, buzz now. If you think it's turn the page, buzz now. 
think it's grow a new moustache buzz now. And if you think it's earn a new Renault buzz now. I think you've gone for turn the page. That is very close. Ooh. It's not quite right. The actual answer is start a new chapter. Dun, dun, dun. Well Ivan, done. any points for, start, um, for a start a new page? I think I'll give him five. Five points. Five. Well okay. done, Hive Mind. Yeah. 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 Oh, God damn it. The best equivalent of turn over a new leaf is to start a new chapter. But can you, you do can that in say, French? You can say, commencer un nouveau chapitre, but you could also say turn over a new leaf in French, more or less. So I think it's pretty close. Yeah. But, in Chinese, they say, a book is like a garden, which is what? Finish that phrase. A book is like a garden, which is what? Pussy fans. <laughs> Every time you say that name, it's with more contempt. And that was the plan all along. <laughs> um, is it like a garden that has just been rained on and is flowering and will keep bringing forth new things? But you know in Chinese. Again, with the, the inline. A book is like a garden, which is what? Made of words. <laughs> Very literal, the Chinese. Made of words. <laughs> What do you call it when it's like when the plant is making the fruit, like blossoming? Is that what it's called? I mean, clearly not an agriculturalist. <laughs> there must be a technical word for when a plant's coming into fruit, right? I really is think, I feel like there is. I'm, I mean, fruiting. I think fruiting. fruiting is, I don't believe so. Fruiting but. with words. <laughs> <laughs> a book is like a garden which is fruiting. Fruiting with words. Blossoming. Orchiding. How's the I'm going, like... Yasmin, I'm fruiting with words, I'll tell you that. I'm up there dropping off me like big fat peaches. <laughs> and juicy, juicy mangoes. <laughs> Unnecessary. Hive mind, in Chinese they say a book is like a garden, which is what? Forever giving. Forever giving. Oh, oh hive mind, yes. Wow. I mean, it's basically fruiting. Very more eloquent. <laughs> That's what I was saying. That's you know. what I'm saying, guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. Any more hive mind? that tells a story, a garden that tells a story. With plants. <laughs> <laughs> Waiting for you to enter. Oh. And also a little bit dirty. A little bit. Phil <laughs> <laughs> Jupiter's. That was my dad, Phil I can assure you it wasn't dirty. <laughs> <laughs> Any more, Hive Mind? Got flowers of all kinds. Flowers of all kinds. He's, not uh, he's become the hive mind. He's literally <laughs> he's so diverse. He's become the hive mind. <laughs> Evergreen. Oh. Okay. All right, so buzzing time. Hive mind. Is the answer forever giving? Buzz now. Is a book like a garden which tells a story? Buzz now. Is it waiting for you to enter? Buzz now. <laughs> <laughs> buzz, firm buzz. Filth. Or is it evergreen, Buzz? Now, I think you went for waiting for you to enter. Actually, <laughs> the answer is a book is like a garden which is carried in the pocket. Oh. What? What? Garden <laughs> carried in the pocket. Excuse me, the Chinese. You carry the pocket, the garden. Wow. Right. Right. Okay. Right. Pocket gardening sounds dirty. Please enter my pocket. Just working my herbaceous borders. In my pockets. <laughs> Ivan, it's just you, rained in my pockets. Have you any more information about this? <laughs> Absolutely none. Fair enough. <laughs> and it's the end of the round. Our show is devolving. We're on a Welsh tour. Oh, tell us, dear Ivan, oh, what are the scores? The pussy fans have 20 points. Oh, the hive mind have um, finally 
got off the <laughs> starting blocks with five, and uh, it survived ten. Okay, everything to play for. Hello, I'm John Dorney. And I'm Jessica Regan. And I'm Tom Selinski. We've just started a new podcast called Best Pick. We're all writers and actors of one sort or another, and we're starting a podcast to explore all the Academy Award Best Picture winners in no particular order. We're going to put all 89 winning movies in a hat, and for each episode, we'll pick one out at random. Then we'll discuss it, watch it, review it, and at the end of the show, we'll pick out the movie the next time. New episodes will be released every other Wednesday at 12 noon UK time. And you can find them all at bestpickpod.com or wherever you get your podcasts. The next round is the team's round. In this round, each team has put together their own question for their opponents, which they've devised based on something interesting from their background or culture. This should ideally be something which extends beyond your immediate family, because if you ask what your parents called your sister when she was naughty, we're not going to have a clue. (laughs) So, pussy fans, do you have a question for It's a Vibe? We do. I have a question from my country... Which is Arabic, but I know you speak Arabic, Yasmin. Yeah, so but I'm Syrian quite, and Sudanese are like wilds apart. You know, so I'm going to say it first. All right. Mm, you know, we say, which means, stretch your legs as far as your blanket extends. What stretch does that your legs mean? as far as your blanket extends. It's a vibe. What might that mean? Like, don't um, extend don't, don't live beyond, beyond your means. means. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you live within your budget. Be frugal. Steve, if you actually wow. fucked it. <laughs> <laughs> I had an idiot I mean, I was, I was, I was expecting. I said I have some Watford folklore. <laughs> I was expecting Jasmine to know it. No, nah, I mean, like... Faith okay. got it exactly the same. It's, it, mean, it means live within your means. Dun, dun, dun. And it's about get points. Woo! Okay. That was absolutely brilliant. Thank you. <laughs> It's all right. It's a vibe. Do you have a question? I do. Where's Daddy? (laughs) (laughs) You're breaking my heart. Are you getting getting help, Phil? Are you okay? I'm all right. You're right. It's fine. He's dead now anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Cheery thoughts. No, he is. Where do we go from there? Is this the idiot? He is. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I watch a lot of Coen Brothers films. That's not a shock to me. Should I I suggest something? Yeah, barrel in there. Go right. for something Arabic and then Steve can guess it and I'll feel a bit less shafted. <laughs> nah, I've got actually and one that's you know Dutch. It. Yo, I've got one that's Dutch. It's oh, good. I'm very much not in touch with my roots. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get points for this one anyway. So it's a vibe. Yeah, do you have a question for the hive mind? Oh. Okay, what does the phrase, um, it's like an angel pissing on my tongue mean? <laughs> to be fair, I don't speak Dutch, so the Dutch person who told me this could have been taking the piss. <laughs> See what I did there? Mm-hmm. It's delicious. <laughs> You've got an STI. I feel like you're stereotyping my people and their promiscuous ways. <laughs> Best night of my life. And I, I assume think... that was an answer or a compliment, but I'll take it anyway. <laughs> and I think the answer is, uh, I'm not entirely sure, but you can get it in Amsterdam for 400 euros. <laughs> <laughs> Any more answers I've mind? Bittersweet. Indeed, that is quite right, madam. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So if you think the answer is bittersweet, buzz now. If you think it was the best night of my life, buzz now. If you think it means you've got an STI, buzz now. If you think it means it was delicious, buzz now. I think, hive mind, you got the right answer and didn't 
buzz for it. I think you buzzed for bittersweet, but I think the answer is delicious. Is it's, that right? Yeah, Yasmin? it's delicious. Okay. Other countries. All right. So you did all right. You did all right. Other countries. Hive mind. We now need a question from one of you, which pussy fans can answer. There's a hand up over there. Hi, um, I'm Zosha. My family is Polish. We have a saying in Poland, which is, don't let other people blow on your buckwheat. Don't let other people blow on your buckwheat. What might that mean? <laughs> like, don't let other people do the hard work for you that you should do. Steve? Oh, she's got a right old poker face. <laughs> it's very she was like, mm, Steve, do you want to have a guess? Don't let other people blow on your buckwheat. Buckwheat is like the stuff that you dig up in the ground and you mill it. I'm also not agricultural. And then you turn it to bread, right? We just eat buckwheat. They eat, but I'm <laughs> like never going rice, to Like rice? Right. Maybe? Be hygienic. So is it like spelt? <laughs> Don't let other people ruin uh, your... It's like rice or... Porridge. Yeah, don't let other people ruin your ruin nice your things. Nice things. Your hard work. Your, your other people. He's casting a wide net here. <laughs> <laughs> feeling some sort of love or a narrative device. You do. You you do a lot of hard work, and then somebody comes and messes it up. Are they <gasps> yes, that's, that's it. Steve, that's it. Is, are they close? Like, am I... Yeah. Shall I say? So, yes. Yeah, so we'll wait, wait, do I get points? We'll That's the I point. I how many points to award <laughs> wait. This, this sort of investigative approach. <laughs> I wasn't sure how this works. So Not like just that. This, this What's the, how, how close am I? What's the answer? Um, is to cook your buckwheat at a more responsible temperature. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, oh just um, brutal. So it's like if you've done something well... Don't let other people come and, and steal that from you. Like, That's what I meant. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That's it, Steve. Ivan, what do you reckon? Any points for that? I think we give the hive mind the points for the answer not being close enough. OK. <laughs> All right. <laughs> points for the hive mind. And it's the end of the round. <laughs> Well, that's technically what happened to us, by the way. <laughs> Ivan. Yeah. We made some real nice buckwheat up here. We did. And then the hive mind blew all over our buckwheat. Buckwheat all up the wall. <laughs> Big old dent in our buckwheat where you blew your old hole in it. I don't think this kind of sedition's ever happened on Pillage before. <laughs> I, I blame the host. <laughs> We've lost one Sedgwick and found one more. Oh, tell us, dear Ivan, of what the scores. Um, the pussy fans have 20, <laughs> the hive mind has 10, and it's a vibe. That's not fair. <laughs> well done. I'm taking it away. That was lovely, Adam. Next up is the Smash the Patriarchy round. No agendas here. This is the round in which we ask a question about a group of people who saw an injustice and could be silent no longer. Brave people who took a stand and made an indelible mark on history, <laughs> although not too indelible a mark or the question would be too easy. But to make up for their disappointing obscurity, we're going to commemorate the heroes of this question by awarding double points if one of the teams gets the answer right. Teams, the top French literature prize is the Prix Goncourt. But within a year of its establishment in 1903, a rival was set up, which is still in existence. Why was this rival prize created? Was... Oh. I had to vibe buzz first. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to guess. Um, was it because the first prize was only made available to men? Only available to men? 
and pussy fans. I'm going to say the opposite. I'm going to say that um, a woman maybe looks like she was going to win or get nominated for that prize, and then a <laughs> group set up. They were just like, just boys. Just I feel boys like in that's here. probably more legitimate. <laughs> it was 1903. <laughs> or maybe like a foreign person too. Basically, like a foreign person <laughs> or a woman or someone like that, like nearly won it, and they were just like, no, just boys. Just, just French boys. Just, just French, French boys. boys. Okay. That's my dating policy. Very, it's it's my young. Bumble bio. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thirty <laughs> percent of the audience got that. Hive mind. The top French literature prize is the Prix Goncourt, but within a year of its establishment in 1903, a rival was set up, which is also still in existence. Why? It's genuine chin stroking. <laughs> <laughs> A rival prize was set up to reward the worst book, like the Razzies for the worst films. Okay? Any more, Hive Mind? We could do with some French people in the audience today, I think. I don't think they'd be happy with the way it's gone. <laughs> some people have left, and they might have been French. <laughs> Any more? Yes? <laughs> except so it's Belgian Belgian authors. authors. So oh, boring, ex- it might be right. Except exclude. <laughs> do I accept Belgian authors? Yes? Only... <laughs> 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 Sooner or later, the answer to a question must be moustache. Must be. Ah, oh, so the right. authors had to be able to grow a moustache, which would include only the most hirsute women. <laughs> My nan could have got that. <laughs> All right, so I think the answer is it was a prize to celebrate the worst books, Buzz Now. If you think it was to accept Belgians, buzz now. Or if you think it was something to do with moustaches, buzz now. <laughs> uh, actually, It's a Vibe had it. The pre-femina was set up in 1904 with an all-female jury as a protest to the then all-male Goncourt jury. I'm not sure they have quite got it, because they said that it was a prize for men. Ah, true, yes. It's the jury. It's the jury. It's the jury. Don't give them my... And um, so the pre-feminal, which is still going, was set up with an all-female jury. And um, they were quite right, because the Goncourt itself wasn't awarded to a woman until 1944, so 41 years after. (laughs) I think only 11% of Goncourt winners have been women in the 100 and however many years, 15 years since it's been going. Whereas the feminas, actually just demonstrating that women are clearly fairer, has been won by a small majority by men, but it's about 60-40. So, null point for all. Okay. Uh, no points. All right, so we're going to move on to our final round, Sad which is the face. quick fire round. So we can't poll you this time, Hive Mind. Uh, so this time, if you think you know the answer, you should shout buzz as loudly as possible and then immediately come in with your answer. And if you get in before the teams do, then you get the points. Fingers on buzzers and time starts now. The Italian title of which book also made into a film was Room, Bed, Wardrobe, Mirror. Pussy fans. It's actually just the school book of architecture. It's not the school book of architecture. (laughs) It's the Chronicles of Narnia? It's not the Chronicles of Narnia. Hive mind, any guesses? It's not Room with a View. It's Uh, something about Vincent van Gogh because that famous painting. It's not Vincent van Gogh. It's Room by Emma Donoghue. Room? Room. The French title of this book, also made into a TV series, was The Power. The German title was Falcons. What was its original English title? Pussy fans. House of Cards? House, not House of Cards. Yeah. It's a vibe? The Sweeney. It's not <laughs> the Sweeney. Hive Minds? Not Gladiators. What was that? 
It's not suits. Line of duty. It's Hilary Mantel's Bring Up the Bodies. Well, I mean... Falcons? <laughs> I know. Falcons? I didn't expect any of you to get that, and you didn't. You should have got room, honestly. Um, <laughs> the first woman to win the Nobel Prize for Literature was from which country? Oh. Pussy fans. Luxembourg. Not Luxembourg. <laughs> Not, Germany. not France. Uh, I've mine. Italy. Sweet. Sweden. Uh, Sweden is right, pussy yeah, fan. Yeah. Uh, where's the Nobel Prize from, Ivan? Sweden. Sweden. There you go. Uh, the first person not from Europe. The first person not from Europe to win the Nobel Prize for literature was from which country? China. Pussy fans. China. No. Syria. Not Syria. Not Russia. America. Not America. There's 200 countries who could be we'll here We'll get there eventually, won't we, guys? Argentina. I don't think I've heard the right answer. Brazil? Australia? Mexico. No, no, we just heard the right answer. Oh, yeah, the answer is India. Yeah. Hey. Well, that to was his second nationality, <laughs> after Syria. <laughs> uh, the phrase pushing the envelope comes from aviation. Which writer or book popularised this phrase? The Biggles Man. <laughs> it's not the Biggles man, pussy fans. It's not Catch 22. 80 days around the world. It's not around the world in 80 days. <laughs> Ian Fleming. It's not Ian Fleming. Well, it's the right stuff. Good, oh, I have mine. Uh, if you came across Dirk Duffeling and his parents in a Dutch translation of one of a series of English children's books, what would you be reading? I think... Harry Potter. Five. Harry Potter is correct. <laughs> Harry Potter. Dursley family. We what book? Wow, Harry Potter. Wow, wow. What, what book and film? Just alliteration. What yeah, book please. and film was called in German Shipwrecked with a Tiger? Life oh, of Pi. Life of Pi. Mussy ah, <laughs> fans got there first. <laughs> I had the best. I had the wrong answer in my mind. What was the best-selling American novel of the whole 19th century? It was not of mice and men. It was not to kill a mockingbird. Here's a clue for you. In 1959, it was made into an Oscar-winning film. Not gone with the wind. Little women. But as a class of blankets. Simpsons. No. Any more? Fifty Shades Grey. It was made into a blockbuster film starring Charlton Heston. No. This is old people stuff. <laughs> yes. That's on the American 19th no. century. No, Planet of the... No, no, no Planet of the Apes. <laughs> Planet of the Apes, ben, science fiction wait, story somebody, about astronauts, was ben, not the best-selling American novel of the 19th century. When no, you no. say it like that, I sound stupid. <laughs> is it something to do with Ben? Ben-Hur. Ben-Hur? Ben-Hur is correct. Oh. Got there in the end. I don't know if you want to give any points for that. I, 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 I do not want those dirty... But dirt. we're out of time, and it's the end of the show! I'm not going to sing this one. Um, it was a tie between the Pussy fans and its vibe and 25 each, um, despite a late rally by the hive mind where you got managed to get to 20. I think you ought to have a tie-break. Ivan, I don't know if you came prepared with a tie-break question. I'm afraid I didn't, but I will get one which is an adaptation of one of these, which is... Um, Make it easy, Ivan, please. Drinks off. Harry Potter, 
Dirk Duffling and the Dursley family. In every other language I've found, the Dursley family are um, translated as something that sounds like Dursley, except for one language. Any guesses as to the language in which they're called the Dumlings? The Dumlings. The Dumlings. The Dumlings. That's very literal, isn't it? It's a stupid country we're looking for. <laughs> Cantonese? No. Korean? No, 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 no. no. I'm just thinking of all cultures that have dumplings. No, dumplings, not dumplings. Dumplings. Oh, dumplings. Probably dumpling. Dumpling. Oh, German. No. Dutch. D-U-M-L-I-N-G. No, not D-U-M-L-I-N-G. Belgian. Come on, someone's got to get it. Norwegian. Further north, Norwegian, yes. Norwegian. Norwegian. From Phil Gibbardus, bring it home for It's Survive, who are our winners. Dear Lord. My third dress. So, it's a Christmas book flood for our winners, but a garden in the pocket for our losers. <laughs> and like I'll leave you on this proverb from China, a closed mind and a closed book are the same block of wood. Unless I suppose that book is Pinocchio. Please give it up for Yasmin Abdelmajid. <laughs> Steve Alley. <laughs> Nat Lertzima. Bill <laughs> Jupiter. <laughs> Ivan Sedgwick in Pleasant's Corner. <laughs> on keyboard It is just like having Ned, isn't it? It's like a slightly bigger Ned. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.